Hello there, Shwilk Lords. I'm just here to tell you my new song, Dry Spell, is out now wherever you're streaming music. Go check that out at the end of this episode. You can listen to the song in its entirety, so stay tuned for that and don't touch the dial. This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith. Love comes to those who believe it, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello. What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. I am bloated, or better known as your host, Sweezy, or mm, your mom probably knows me, uh, you know, mostly as the foreplay king. <laughs> Got it. So uh, welcome to the show, folks. It's been uh, it's been one it's been one week since you listened to me. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch. Okay. Um, welcome to the show. I saw I was a Dollar General yesterday. Don't ask me why I was a Dollar General, folks. Okay, it's not that interesting of a story, but I feel I feel weird going to Dollar General. And also, can we also note about Dollar General uh, for the most part that. Uh, the bigger the city is, the worse the Dollar General is. Like, small towns. Try that in a small town. This is the type of guy you get. Uh, like, they they have a lot more pride in their Dollar Generals because Dollar General also, 
brilliant idea to be like, you know, like how every small town ever uh, has nothing. Yeah. And you have to drive somewhere to get to something. Yeah. Let's just bring it here, buddy. Uh, but yeah, no, I went to, uh, there's one in Nashville. It's a Dollar General marketplace. So it's just like a bigger Dollar General for the most part with more groceries. And uh, it was terrible. It was a terrible experience. Every time I went in there, I hated it. And then you get into the line and people don't know, they don't know how to check you out. There's, there was no self-checkouts back then. And uh, last time I was there and it's like, oh, this guy is going to, this guy's like, he swipes a few things and then stops, continues his conversation that he has with the customer, and then uh, continues it. He couldn't do both at the same time. Um, usually, if you are a cashier, you do figure out uh, how to, you know, generally talk and do your job at the same time. Most people, most people know how to do that. This guy did not. It, it, it was like the case. And it wasn't just him. I'm pretty sure it was like multiple employees, you know, or whatever. So, uh, anyways, though, Dollar General, the, in big, bigger places, Dollar General sucks. But small towns, Dollar General is pretty good. Anyways, though, I was at Dollar General. And I saw a pregnancy test on the ground in the parking lot. Now, for those of you who don't know how pregnancy tests work is... Uh, I've actually never taken a pregnancy test, so I'm just going to guess what happens. Uh, you pee on a stick. I know you pee on a stick, and then it tells you if you had baby urine in you or if you do not have baby urine in you, maybe. Or there's something in your urine that will tell you, hey, there's a thing inside of you growing, you know. Uh, you know, happened to me, but uh, that's called a kidney stone for me. Uh, for you ladies out there, it probably, it could be a child. But anyways, though, uh, it was on the ground. It was like one of those like clear blue pregnancy tests too, which looked like the higher quality ones too. So like they wanted to be sure. So whoever this was were like, I got to be sure and know completely that I am pregnant or I am not pregnant. You could go to a doctor, I guess. Usually, you know, usually it's, uh, I'm late, you know, that's the, that's the first sign. And then usually take the gas station pregnancy test. They're, they used to sell like dollar pregnancy tests at Walmart. Fun wedding gifts, everyone. Fun wedding gifts. It's embarrassing. It's always, see, it's nice. This is off topic, but it's nice if you're invited. See, I know a lot of Christians and I've been to a lot of Christian weddings. And the nice thing about the Christian weddings is, uh, you can get sex stuff because you're like, oh, you buy them. Con they're going to need condoms, obviously. They're married now, so they can have they can have <laughs> sexual intercourse. That's my hole. That's where it spits. And so they're like, oh, no, my family saw that I have condoms. We, my family now knows we be fucking. It, yeah, you know, it's like parents go from don't have sex to I want grandkids. Oh, they always want that as fast as possible. It's always... It's always the, there's a weird switch one day and it happens, you know. Anyways, back to Dollar General. Uh, the pregnancy test was negative, in case anyone was wondering. Uh, there was a negative pregnancy test at Dollar General. And now, most of us thought, most, most of us had to have been thinking, like, this sounds like a day of celebration. Because um, it looks like a day of celebration. A negative pregnancy test on the ground of a parking lot of a dollar general 
it, it should be a celebration. I'm going to, I just have a feeling, you know, there's those couples who always, they like plan, they plan out having a baby, you know, those psychos. And, uh, like, and like sometimes like they try and they're having a hard time conceiving. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm just going to kind of make a guess that people who are ready to be parents aren't going to Dollar General pissing on the test in the parking lot and then leaving the negative test out. I just don't feel like anyone who wants to be a parent is probably not doing that, just in my opinion. But I like to see that as a, as a sign of celebration. Uh, in my world, a negative pregnancy test is a cause for celebration. And, uh, you know, because, you know, some people are, some people are trying and like, you know, for those people who are trying to have a baby and they're having a hard time conceiving, you know, you're having, you're having unprotected sex with no repercussions. I, you know, that's, that's a good gift to have. Like, we might have a baby. I don't know. Well, like, uh oh, we're out of condoms. She's like, let's risk it, you know. And it's like a, and it's like it's a good gamble to make, you know. You know, most guys just get snipped, and you're like, all right, now I'm gonna be busting nut. But it's not like a real nut, though, you know. It's like you're busting a nut, but it's not a real nut. I'm still in like good boy hour time, aren't I? Demonetized. All right. Um. But yeah, no. Welcome to the show. I'm working on new music, and so that's always. Exciting. I did a thing uh, recently. What? It's the first button is bad, I think, on this one. Uh, I've been doing this thing. I've been writing music. And you remember in the movie That Thing You Do where, like, the song That Thing You Do was originally, like, a ballad? And then the drummer, I think his, his name was, like, Guy, wasn't it? He was like, what's your name, Guy? I'm like, okay. You know, like, as, like, a young person now who doesn't hear the name Guy ever, uh, you're just like, what's your name, Guy? It's like, what'd you name your dog? A canine? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't have a fucking name. What other done? Uh, restroom. Hey, here's my child restroom. Like, you, I don't know. Guy is weird. Like, it's not the worst name out there. Hunter is the worst name out there. That's just an, uh, it's just like, you know... Enjoy going hunting as much as you want, or, I don't know, maybe you hunt humans, you know, that's none of my business, but, you know, just, like, Hunter, you know, you've never, it's, you've never met a smart guy named Hunter, you know, like, so, I, I just feel like when picking a child's name, like, you know, you, you gotta think, like, about their future, too, you know, like, people are naming, like, their kids Josh, have you ever met a Josh, like, we're never gonna have a Josh as a president, okay, you know, when you're, when you name your kid Josh, you're making sure they don't grow up to be anything good, like, you know, I hear the name, like, everyone name is naming their kid, like, Hazley all the time, like, with the dumb fucking, dumb fucking name, and stuff like that, like, you're just, you're just letting that child grow up to be a dumb bitch, because, like, I don't think there's any Hazley out there that's, like, you're not gonna. You're not gonna hear Doctor Hazley, whatever last name is. You're not gonna hear Doctor Hazley. That's not gonna be a name you hear of Doctor Josh. You know, like if if your doctor's name is Doctor Josh and they and I who which show oh, I was watching Ugly Betty and uh, shows like every doctor I go to that goes by their first name are people I get my are like people I get hard drugs from. I'm like that's good to know. So. 
if their name is so actually Dr. Josh, there's probably a Dr. Josh out there. And if he does, that's the guy. If you just, you just need a prescription, you know, you're like, uh, I don't really need it, but would you mind prescribing it anyways? Or subscribing it anyways? You know, and stuff like that. What, how did I even get there? So I'm wanting, you know, that thing you do. We're talking about that guy. So I had a song, it was at 150 BPM. So I don't know, just. If you don't understand BPM, type in 150 BPM. And I guess you can just type into Google and like an online metronome will pop up. Tell you that tempo. I raised it to 170. And the song is poppin'. Uh, poppin'. How, how do we, how am I going to say poppin'? Uh, this song is poppin'. Uh, that's good. You know? <laughs> Uh, I fucking love having a soundboard bag, dude. Especially this one. Um, anyways, though, check out that. I have a song, Dry Spells, out now. It's been all, almost probably around like two months now. And so, very cool. I like hearing what people say about that. So, that's really awesome. So, go check that out. My music, I have more music on there as well, wherever you stream music at. So, definitely go check that out. Uh, my social media, follow, make sure you're following me on social media at the Shweezy. T H E S C H W E E Z Y. That's how you spell it. It's spelled like the show, dude. If you don't know how to spell the, I don't know, man. I don't know how to. I, this show is, this show is not here to help you if you do not know how to spell the. You know. Um. What else? You know. Here. So yeah. Check out social media. Uh, we do have a cash app and a PayPal page. It's in the link tree link in our bio, uh, or in the description of this video uh, and episode, where you can go ahead and uh, financially support us any way you possibly can. So that's cool. Uh, or someone better than me once said cool stuff slick stuff neat stuff so that's that's pretty cool um and then you can do all the free shit make sure you're checking out our YouTube. if you're listening to the show make sure you are checking out our youtube page we are uh we are on the youtube page we share highlights i'm posting shorts they're called shorts on youtube uh so i'm posting the shorts on it and i'm getting a lot more comments a lot of y'all are mean okay no, you guys don't have to be so fucking mean. Someone commented me like, you hear from a man, now hear from a woman. And they, they told me to lose weight, which is weird because only only men really tell people to lose weight. I've never heard a woman tell someone to lose weight unless they're like a doctor and they're like, hey, you need to lose weight. You know, like, or they're, a, or whatever, you know. Something like that. And then I went to the profile and it was a dog, you know. I'm like, there's a lot of fraud going on with this. I should I should report the account for fraud just because it's not a real dog. Do- I'm going to also I'm also going to break a secret to everyone right now. I'm going to break a secret to you. If you're following a dog on Instagram, that dog is not running the Instagram account, okay? The dog's not running the Instagram account. A, a human is. So, dogs can't run social media. Only humans can run social media. I'm sorry to break that reality for some of you, but the end of the day life goes on and i will i'm this i guess i'm gonna go on with it okay uh and if you're listening to the audio platforms you give us a review or five four three two or one star rating you know honky be little butt drugs everything you know everything you know anyways though we're jumping in to previous week right now what is previous week right now you may be asking well we're just going over last week's news and i gotta tell you there wasn't that much. You know, I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I hate football. Well, I don't hate football. I'm like, I just, 
I just think football is so fuck. I don't understand how people enjoy it. You're like, all right, so we're telling me we're going to sit down for an hour and we're going to, and basically something's going to happen for two seconds and then we're going to wait for five minutes. And you're like, we're barely moving, folks. You know, I don't know how people think it's exciting. Maybe if they could just like murder people, you know, maybe like gladiatory, gladiatorial style, that'd be pretty fucking, that'd be pretty fucking rad if football could actually be. I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't like sports, just because it's like the same thing over and over again, you know? At least when you watch video games, like something new actually does happen, you know? So, um, yeah, interesting. So, anyways, though, this is the news. Uh, let's get into our first article from TMZ. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Uh, Britney Fierce fans, Spears fans, dance on Jamie Lynn's Dancing with the Stars grave. Karma is a bitch. Fans of Britney Spears are doing a lot of celebrating now that her sister Jamie Lynn is off Dancing with the Stars, with some even claiming her removal means they'll finally start watching. As we reported, Jamie Lynn got the boot Tuesday night in the week two of the competition, something that came as a shock to the judges, as well as JLS and her dance partner, uh, Alan Burstyn. Well, fans of Britney are over the moon with Jamie Lynn's early removal. One person online said she thought people were going to vote for her. Babe, everyone literally hates you. Another said Jamie Lynn lacks half the talent your sister ever had. It's getting pretty brutal on X, where comments include she was de- comments include she was destined to lose and karma is a bitch. When Alan reacted to getting kicked off of the show by simply tweeting, damn... Britney fans flocked to his post too, but some showed support with a side diss on Jamie Lynn. Of course, justice for Alan. You deserve an amazing partner next season. In case you forgot, social media had much of the same noise last week when Dancing with the Stars debuted and Alan was catching heat just for being paired with her. Uh, B- BTW, eliminations on Dancing with the Stars are partially decided by viewers' votes, so it certainly appears pro-Britney fans organized and did their thing to nix Jamie Lynn. So, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, she isn't that favorable. And, like, that's also a question of why uh, Zoe 101 got a reboot when, like, I don't know, it wasn't, like, half of them gone to jail. Like, there's a lot more drama in regards to that that cast versus, like, Ned's Declassified, because I know they have a podcast, and I, I see how they're always, like, they're very thirsty for attention, which, you know, I, I mean, can't really, can't really blame him. I identify as a fucking threat. Um, so yeah, so it is weird though, because yeah, Jamie Lynn Spears, those of you who don't know, uh, from what I can remember, she was very supportive of the conservatorship of Britney, which I'm not getting into, I'm, you know, that stuff makes me sad, um, so, and then she, like, released a book or whatever, and I don't know if anyone read that book. I didn't read the book, you know? I didn't read it, so, uh... I'm not gay no more! I am delivered! But, um... Yeah, so, this is just very weird. I mean, like, Jing Lin hasn't had much of a career. Like, I follow her on Instagram. I don't know why. You know, sometimes you just follow people. Um... She looks so much different from when she was younger, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm like... You know, you you can't figure out what was changed, you know, when people get plastic surgery. So uh, maybe the nose, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, and we all know 
I don't know any. I don't know why people watch Dancing with the Fucking Stars. You know, you're like you're. They find like, Dancing with the Stars. They find the most washed up, somewhat celebrity, and then, and then they're like, "You want to dance with a professional dancer in front of judges?" And then, and then it becomes a competition. And so, like you, like Dancing with the Stars is already like your career is over, like. Dancing with the Stars is the exit door of your career, especially in entertainment. So just the fact that, you know, you agreed to it. That's what was like Zochi Gomez is doing. I'm like, she doesn't need to do that. She has a whole she has a whole life ahead of her. She is so young. She has a whole life ahead of her. She doesn't need to do that. But yeah, Jamie Lynn Spears, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of the the exit door. And just to think you're in a competition, and if you're anywhere slightly competitive or have any perfectionist anything in your bones like you get out the first round of dancing with the stars i don't know if i'd ever be able i don't know if i'd ever be able to recover from that tbh um for anyone interested um i don't think i'd ever be able to recover but like yeah and especially when it's like a popularity contest too you know same time like why would you pick someone like that people actively don't like you know like at least when you get like old Trump politicians on Dancing with the Stars, you know, at least, like, they do have, like, you know, like, I, I imagine conservatives probably watch, are the ones watching Dancing with the Stars, because no one I know watches them, and conservatives have all blocked me from, because I get drunk and harass them, so, um, which one do I want to do? Here, it was like, that's rough, buddy. there we go. So, anyways, though, Dancing, Dancing with the Stars, um, God's God's waiting room for your career. And that's where that's the yeah that's the the exit door for your career. Um, one other thing. So yeah, um, I just can't imagine. You know, you're just like just like smiling and like out of breath, and then you're just like waiting for you know just waiting to die. You know, whatever. You know, maybe like winners of Dancing with the Stars. Maybe they should like get a career back. You know, maybe like they just you know. They get a career comeback. I don't know. No. Let's go full throttle. Okay, we're here on the article of the week. So uh, let's, uh, as someone would say. Let's just jump into it. Uh, this is from today. I just, I just looked it up online. The internet is remembering Travis Barker and Kim Kardashian were briefly involved. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! In an alternate universe, did Travis Barker end up with Kim Kardashian instead of her sister, Kourtney Kardashian? As the sisters' feud played out on The Kardashians, fans are poring over archives, including Barker's memoir, which details his strong attraction to Kim Kardashian. All their problems just made sense, one user wrote on X. In the 2015 memoir, Can I Say, the Blink-182 drummer, who is married to and expecting a child with Kourtney Kardashian, revealed that he also had a connection with her younger sister, Kim Kardashian. Uh, today has reached out to Kim Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian, Paris Hilton, and Shanna Mokler for comment. At the time, Barker was dating Paris Hilton, who flew out to the Rock Band's tour show in Amsterdam, Netherlands, and brought him brought along Kim Kardashian. Kim used to organize people's closets, and at the time, she was working as Paris's closet girl. He wrote in the memoir, she would grab Paris's bags, put them in the closet, unpack them, put everything where Paris could find it. Barker then said he, Hilton, Kim Kardashian, and others 
rented bicycles and rode all over Amsterdam. Well, on their ride, he said they all got high as a kite at a coffee shop, then made their way to the Absinthe Bar in the iconic Red Light District. I kept on secretly checking out Kim, telling little Chris, I don't care if she's the closet girl, she's fucking hot. He wrote, Barker explained that he and Kim Kardashian stayed in touch after Amsterdam, but after being back in Los Angeles, he was busy struggling to heal from a broken arm before uh, rounding out Blink-182's European tour. He wound up back on a plane to Europe and was on more drugs than ever before. Oxycontin, weed, and now booze. But the guild settled in, and Barker said he was in a dark place, one that left asking, who was I, a father or a rock star? He went home at the time to care for his two kids, Landon and Alabama, both of whom he shares with ex-wife Shannon Shanna Mokler. Once back in California, Barker said he bought a house for the family before he and Mokler split in 2008. The singer explains his post-breakup love life in the book, which includes a detour with Kim Kardashian. When I was having some time off with Shanna, I started talking with Kim Kardashian, he said. Barker said Kim Kardashian's sex tape had just been released and she had recently broke up with Ray J. The now 42-year-old told him that she was in the initial stages of planning a reality show for her family. I respected her hustle, he wrote. The two then started hanging out getting lunch and dinner together, as Barker described in his memoir, you might think I would be doing the worst thing with this girl because of her tapes, but it was the exact opposite of any other encounter I've had with a woman. With Kim, I wanted to be nothing but a gentleman to her, he wrote. It was so weird. Uh, Barker detailed their time together, using her in ads for his company, swimming at his house, watching Fourth of July fireworks together, visiting Kim Kardashian and her family at their clothing store. We'd be really sweet around each other like little kids, and then when we were apart, she'd call me and say, I want to see you again. He wrote, adding that he'd respond, me too. I want to see myself too. Uh, he and Michael started talking again, reunited once more time, one more, one more time, <laughs> one more time. He wrote, but in root but he really wanted to see Kim, according to Barker Mogler, found out about his relationship with Kim Kardashian and poured a drink on Kim at a party. But Barker and Kim Kardashian remained platonic. Uh, Kim and I never touched each other, he wrote. It just wasn't meant to be. Years later, in 2020, Barker and Courtney Kardashian, now 44, plus 44, out to a movie... Uh, she explained on the Kardashians, though the older sister had been interested in the drummer long before they started dating. Uh, in February 2021, the two became Instagram official with Kourtney Kardashian sharing a photo of the couple holding hands in the car. Barker then shared the image of his on his story with a heart. Kourtney Kardashian recounted their first kiss in The Kardashians, which arose during a movie night in 2020. In the same episode, Kim Kardashian commented on the relationship, saying, Kourtney has just been in this amazing relationship. It's like first time I've seen her happy. I'm so happy for this win for her. She really deserves it, Kim said. Barker proposed eight months after their Instagram debut in October 2021. The two were married in May 2022. In June, Kourtney Kardashian announced her pregnancy at Barker's Blink-182 concert, holding up a sign that from the crowd that read, Travis, I'm pregnant. So, interesting story, but like, I don't know, like, I think someone, this is a very much like a story I think someone wants spicy details, but there really weren't any, like, was it? So we gotta talk about, like, this is pre-2008? So this is a minute ago. And, like, Paris Hilton was popular, or Paris Hilton, yeah, when, at her ride, at her peak, this is Paris Hilton at her peak, now she's, like, a normal person, now she's, like, married, and she's like, babe, just get a taco from Taco Bell, like, that's Paris Hilton now, so, do you think, I don't know, I don't think, I kind of feel like, 
I think I think anything with Kim and Travis would just be they were interested in each other and they talked for a little bit. Like I think that's it. and I think you know you know timing in relationships does have to line up with someone you know for it to even like work out for the most part. So timing just didn't seem to work out. You know, uh, like he was dating one, he was dating another chick. He was on a ton of drugs and uh, and stuff like that and. I think Kim uh, just had her sex tape leaked and uh, was developing a reality show with her family. So, you know, it was probably just the wrong time for each other. But, you know, it is, it is, it is interesting when, you know, you meet people who work, like, you know, it's like, you know, me and your sister had a thing for a minute, but, like, yeah, it didn't really work out, but, like, we're civil with each other. And then, you know, with the sister, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching Ugly Betty. I'm at the part where uh, she or like Daniel is dating dating a, the Connor's ex fiance. Wilmin is dating Connor and stuff like that. So now it's weird, but you know a lot of things you know can work out. So, but anyways, the I'm just happy the baby. And can we talk about how iconic it was when Courtney holed up the Travis? I'm pregnant. Because that's a throwback to the Say It Ain't So, not Say It Ain't So, uh, all the small things music video where they parried a bunch of other things. So, always cool. And they're 44. Why don't they do a plus 40? They should do a plus 44. I mean, plus 44 was just Blink-182 with Matt, Matt Ske- the Matt Skiba Blink-182. I think, I think that's the closest we'd get to a plus 44 in a while. So, um... So, yeah, so... Man proposes and God disposes. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) On to our last article. The Drew Barrymore Show, writers decline to return. That's rough, buddy. From The Hollywood Reporter, Drew Barrymore, the Drew Barrymore Show is once again readying its return, though a trio of WGA writers have chosen not to return, return to their old gig. Barrymore found herself in hot water last month when she announced that her daytime talk show would make its fourth season debut without its striking writers. A week later, after Barrymore faced backlash and at least a few panicked guest cancellations, she revealed that she'd be reversing course, pausing the show's return until the WGA strike is concluded. But with the WGA strike now over, the show is set to come back October 16th, and those writers, Chelsea White, Christina Kennan, and Liz Coe, have declined an offer to return with, according to the sources, the production is now interviewing new writers and will be in compliance with the Guild. As for White, Kennan, and Co., all three writers were visible and vocal in their protest during the show's initial return to production in mid-September. The trio of women who shared the title co-head writers and have been with the series since season one could be seen picketing outside of Drew's Manhattan studio on multiple days with signs that read, Honk if you love union labor or Drew's news strikes. Uh, on September 11th, which was the show's first day back in production, they told THR that they'd found out Drew was returning not from their boss or colleagues, but rather via audience ticket giveaways that had been posted on social media. It is a bummer to hear that the show is going back because it sends a message that union writers are not valuable, White told THR that morning. Kennan added, I understand that everybody has to do what feels best for them. For me and the WGA writers on the show, it's important for us to stick with our union. We deserve a fair contract, so we are here today outside. 
As at that time, whether they planned to return to the show once the strike was resolved, White simply said, maybe, no comment. While controversial, Barrymore's initial decision to return without her writing staff did not violate sag After rules. As a sag After rep stated at the time, the Drew Barrymore show is produced under the network television code, which is a separate contract and is not struck. It is permissible work, and Drew's roles as host does not violate the current strike rules. Nevertheless, Barrymore preemptively defended the decision to bring her show back in a now famous September 10th social media post, which quickly made her a target. I own this choice, she wrote at the time, reminding her legions of fans that she had made a very difficult choice back in May when she bowed out of her hosting duties at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. In solidarity with the WGA, Barrymore ended up winning Best Host that evening, for which she submitted a pre-recorded acceptance speech in which she name-checked White, Kenan, and Co., whom she called our amazing, amazing writer, she added. This is definitely for them and every single person who makes this show. The three have also earned two Emmy nominations for the writing contribution to the show after mounting blowback. However, Barrymore's updated fans on September 17th. I have listened to everyone, and I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over, she wrote, adding, I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt, and of course to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. A spokesperson for the show, along with White, Kinnon, and Co., declined to comment for the story. Um... So I want to say, though, I mean, Drew Barrymore did the right thing. She, you know, she decided uh, to not move forward with the strikes. And I th- I just think that's that's going to be a good lesson in the future. I think, you know, if there's ever another writer strike, which I no, I feel like one's probably going to happen every like 20 years. You know, I think the last one happened in the 2000s, which it was around when like the office was airing like early episodes of the office. Cause like you can, you always hear a bunch of things about like, you know, like because of the writer's strike or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think just Drew Barrymore is going to be an example in the future of what happens when, you know, if you want to scab or be a scab, you know, and stuff like that. I never understood how people, you know, if I got a job, I mean, there's not a lot of jobs I'd go, I'd go to and, like, be a scab. I don't think there's any jobs. Like, and the thing is, with, like, the scab part of it, it's not like you're going to get paid more than, like, what they're making. You're going to make less than what they're making. So it's like, why are you wasting your time and energy, like, being a scab just because, like, I don't know, you're definitely not going to get paid as much as, they, like, the people striking are. So, like, what's what's the whole what's the whole point? So, you know, I, I, you know, I stand with the writers, I stand with the actors, I'm like, that's nothing, because, you know, um, if, if, if you need more convincing, all I'll say is, the human brain has a hard time, like, understanding the concept of a billion, a billion of anything, you know, like, it's just such a big number, uh, that humans just know, humans just don't know how to, like, fully process that, have that big of a number, uh, and stuff like that, so, yeah, I usually... So, yeah, I usually stick with the artists and not the the people who are hoarding all the money. But also, I'm going to be interested in, like, these three writers because I don't know. This doesn't feel like that good of a look to me. And, you know, and that's the thing with the being, you know, I'm just going to relate it to music real quick and playing music. Like, there are millions, maybe even the B word, billions, of guitar players out there. And, you know, and I got to say, probably most of them are just as good as me. And so it's like, 
yeah, I can easily be replaced. Like, you know, what qual you know, at the end of the day, the qualities I have technically are replaced. Like me as a human can't be replaced, but like your creative, like they're always going to be able to hire new writers for this show. So it's like, you know, and they're trying to get on another show. Like they get lucky enough to get on another show, which I, I would say, yeah, they're, they're probably qualified for, but there's so many other writers in Hollywood, like just waiting for their chance, you know? And so you either got to take opportunities or you don't, or as you know, some people would like to say, Man proposes and God disposes. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Neilist or your, your Neilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any question or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. 
So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right. So Ahsoka, the show on Disney Plus just finished. And that means I have to talk about it now. That's the rule. That is the rule that I have to follow. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, it was, it was, I generally think the, like the, the reaction I want to give you, like, what's the best way for me to describe to you what the Ahsoka show was like? And I got to say, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. It's just that good. It's just chef's kiss. Good. Of a show, and uh, it it was it was really good. Uh, the big it the biggest uh, what I want to say the probably the biggest complaint that not only I have but I feel like even more people uh, watching the show had as well was just like how much information you kind of needed to know going in because I don't know because in my mind I feel like Star Wars you know, for the most part, is you you shouldn't have to really know anything about Star Wars. It's It makes it a little bit better of an experience if you do, but for the most part, I say, like, I don't feel like you have to necessarily understand or need back, back information or whatever, except for it's like, I don't know, maybe, like, The Mandalorian's probably the only one, because... You know, the nice thing about the Mandalorian show, and I think why everyone pretty much just fucking loves it, is mainly because it doesn't. Ha- you don't have to know anything about Star Wars to enjoy the show. Like it's just a solid show. Like before you even go into a franchise, so that's that. So like you had to know like a ton of back information. Like my mom wanted to watch it with me. I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have there's you have to understand storylines between two animated shows, okay? So you got two animated shows. Like maybe you don't probably have to watch every Clone Wars episode, but like you have to watch at least Ahsoka's storyline. And then, you know, once you get to Rebels, like you kind of need to know a majority of kind of what that story is, you know, what that is about. And then so like this takes place like ten ish years after Rebels too, and so. Basically, there's a lot of information you need to go know beforehand. Uh, Sabine, not, yeah, Sabine Wren, she was basically part of the Rebels crew uh, with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character of Hera. And, you know, they, they used to be like a Rebel crew, you know, who did shit. And then they, you know, they'd run into Ahsoka on their journeys. And even then, the journeys, the last season was Thrawn. And what you needed to know even... Something you actually really needed to know before going in is that, one, there's a part of the Star Wars galaxy, if you even want to call it that, there's a part of that galaxy called the Unknown Region or Unknown-ish type of thing. And so, like, you have to know that. So, like, if you somehow get stranded on one of those planets, uh, there's no... No one's figured out a path because it's fucking space. Like, you can't... 
the fact that they even have some form of navigation in space is pretty interesting, you know? So, yeah, so basically what happened at the, the end of Rebels, spoiler alert for a show that's been out for a long time, Ezra Bridger, who is in this show, uh, uses space whales called Purgle to trap Thrawn in his ship, the Chimera, and they get yeeted to the unknown region of, like, the galaxy. And so it's been, like, ten years since this happened. People are like, is Thrawn dead? Thrawn's not going to return. Oh, we're going to try to get Thrawn to return. You heard that a little bit the Mandalorian second season. They brought it up, and then the third season, they were like, we need Thrawn to be bring the Empire back. And so you're just like, you kind of knew, like, they were going to probably, Thrawn's coming back. And, like, then you saw, like, you know, actual show footage. You're like, yeah, Thrawn's in this show. So, like, you kind of, you you know, kind of knew they were going to get to Thrawn. And, like, he wasn't dead, but, like, or missing, you know. But he was just missing and didn't know how to get back. Uh, so that's, like, stuff you needed to know. So, like, Hera's now a general and had a kid with another Jedi, which she had, she's one of those, like, ear tentacle aliens. And I'm just happy Star Wars finally confirmed that you can fuck those things. So, like... If you're attracted to first, and it's also Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which we're gonna get into. Fucking Ramona, you, you put Ramona flowers in this show. So yeah, so that's like background information you need to know, and you're not even considering the world between worlds, understanding that concept. Uh, the uh, what am I looking at? Um, trying to remember, I put on my notes. Uh, the the Mortis gods. Like, you had to know the Mortis gods, and even, like, there's a story there, and that's, like, Clone Wars and Rebels, you know, so much fucking stuff. So, uh, like, you had to know a lot of stuff to go in, and I think that was the real, like, negative about this show, is that going into it, like, you had to already had know so much background information, where, you know, where, like, if, let's see, you know, like, we're watching Mandalorian, or even, like, watching Boba Fett, like, if you've never seen anything and just started watching the book of Boba Fett, uh, you would obviously see he was trapped in the Sarlacc pit, and then he was able to get himself out, you know, and you see that journey from there, and, you know, we're, and, like, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, oh, that's Boba Fett from the movies, and then you're watching, if you just watched, started watching Boba Fett, you're like, okay, this, this makes clear backstory, so... Stuff like that, that's that's the interesting start. But let's go into it. I'm going to try uh, to summarize this show, <laughs> or at least what happens. I wrote down like a synopsis of every episode. So, like the first episode, you're introduced into Balin Skull, played by Ray Stevenson's Rest in Peace. Like, you, he fucking killed it on this role. And in, so they mentioned like he was a former Jedi, uh, and like throughout the show, like you want to know more of his backstory and uh, there is none. All you know is that he was a Jedi. He survived order 66. He's not necessarily a Jedi anymore, but he is force sensitive. His lightsaber's kind of orangish red. So like maybe he's not all bad, you know, like, you know, and all that stuff. And they, they just show they're badass. They like get Morgan Elsbeth out of who was in the Mandalorian season two, that episode with Ahsoka. And so they come back, and so I guess, you know, uh, Ahsoka gets, like, this star map thing that leads you to Peridia. This is the planet that Thrawn and Ezra are on. And so uh, she gets this map, and then she needs Sabine's help to get it, and then Sabine gets stabbed by a lightsaber, which, 
I feel like Qui-Gon could have survived it then, you know? And then, you know how, like, we're watching, you watch, like, the uh, Rise of Skywalker, and you're just like, oh, Force healing's now a thing? Where the fuck was this when Qui-Gon was a thing? And then you're like, so Qui-Gon got stabbed and died, but Darth Maul got cut in half and survived. So, you know, Star Wars logic. Uh, you know, obviously, somehow, somehow Palpatine returned. You know, obviously... Stuff like that. So, yeah, then she gets stabbed, and they get the map. And so, even though Sabine solved the puzzle with I don't know, and stuff like that. So, going to the star map. So, then uh, they got to bring the map to a, an island, to a place, at a planet called Cetos. And there's a lot of water, very appropriately named. So, I just wanted to say that Cetos, very appropriately named. Like, these first two episodes, they're really just giving you, like, backstories and it's kind of it's kind of slow and i was like you know i just you know secret invasion just ended and i was already like i'm still mad at that show and uh so like you're what you know you get you get there and uh so now so yeah now they're trying to decipher this map or something like that so you have to do it on Cetos. i don't i don't know and eventually Ahsoka decides that, like, yeah, I'm gonna bring back Sabine as my apprentice, which they don't explain until the very last episode that after the siege of Man- not the siege of Mandalore, uh, the the one where they just like fucking wrecked the Empire, just wrecked the planet. Uh, what Din Djarin always has to deal with, always is talking about. Uh, they he she, Ahsoka was worried that she was gonna join the dark side, so that's like the story there. So that's why they that's why they stopped. Um, but yeah, I guess they're that. So then they decide to team up so they can at least stop Morgan Elspeth. And their initial idea was like, hey, even if this means we never see Ezra again, we got to make sure Thrawn can't come back into this universe. You know, and it's always surprising, like just like with Thrawn, that's always interesting. No one just comes up to a lightsaber and just like fucking, you know, makes sure he's dead, you know? Kind of in the Star Wars universe, you really need to make sure someone's dead before you're just, like, walking away. I know technically the rule is, like, the Force decides whether you live or die or should, you know, or something like that. Uh, That's why Obi-Wan didn't necessarily kill Anakin on, uh, uh, not Mordor, I'm fucking saying Mordor, uh, his fucking lava planet. Uh, You know, I'll think of it later. Uh, So... Yeah, no, so then they eventually, you know, get this plan. And then we get to episode three. And that's when it goes from zero to 60. Just like, boom, just very fast. And just shows just so fucking good. That's when this show starts getting good. Like, uh, Sabine fights uh, Shin Hati and uh, appropriately. Is that, is this Shin Hati? Yeah, or no, it's just Hati. Or, yeah, Shin Hati. I don't know. Hottie, appropriate last name. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Eventually, you know, they fight, and it turns out Merrick was a character, and it was just, uh, it was just a, just a dark force witch magic or something like that, you know. And that's also something like Dathomir. Like, you know, that's a backstory on Star Wars. You Like, it's only in the Clone Wars. Like, this the, it's weird. A lot of these Clone Wars concepts, you're just like, ah, you know, that's just, you know, it's a cartoon, you know. And then now it's, like, brought to, like, live action. So that, that's always really cool. They have like this thing called the eye of Scion. There's a lot of Lord of the Rings, you know, feeling in this, you know, (laughs) 
So like that is, and that allows you to hyper, tra helps you to travel. It's once they have the map, they can travel, you know, they can, they can travel there. Um, so yeah, so, and they just attach, hook up the ship and they just go yeet all the way there. Um, so, you know, it's very interesting. And at that point, you know, I think this is where the show gets like really good. Ahsoka was fighting Balin's skull. And then I guess, you know, I'm not saying she was beaten. She was just, uh, he got the upper hand, you know, kind of thing. And so then Ahsoka falls into the water and out of nowhere, you learn that this, she is now in the world between worlds, which is a concept I don't want to get into, but it's like we're all time and well, I'll summarize it. It's all time and space. This exists outside of that, you know. And so, being in this where you can access any point of time or in space, you know, whatever you want. That's like a very easy summary of like what we're talking about. Uh, and so, anyways, though, in the world between worlds, we get to see Anakin Skywalker, horribly de-aged and everything. Uh, you know, and that's, the, that was a great, like, cliffhanger, like, oh, and then the next week, they pay that shit off, they pay that shit off, and you get this whole, almost like Ahsoka episode where she goes, like, her first battle, you know, and it really makes you question, like, you know, when you watch, like, anything Clone Wars related, you know, Star Wars wise, like, you see it, and you're like, Jedis aren't supposed to be soldiers, right? Like, you know, from all they sound like, you know, they're supposed to be peacekeepers and, you know, not soldiers, you know, which is like, you know, like a uh, very interesting thing. Like, you know, Ahsoka grew up, you know, like she was she was one of them Jedis that like taken away from their families really young. Uh, and so she grew up and like, aren't we supposed to be peacekeepers? And but Anakin, you know, obviously wasn't taken young. He was taken when he was like 10 or something. And, like, you know, they didn't even want to train him at that point, but then he, he figured it out. And so the life he knows is being a soldier, but, like, an actual Jedi is not a soldier. So, uh, overall, you know. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. So anyways, though, they have a whole thing. So they go back to her first battle, you know, and then they go to the Siege of Mandalore. And then Ahsoka and Anakin fight, but it's like Anakin turns, to Dar turns into Darth Vader. Darth Vader, if... Uh, he never got his ass whoop on Mustafar. Remember the name. I remember the name. I remember the name. Uh, what can we do? What can we do to celebrate? Um, there we go. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's like, you lack conviction. I'm like, oh, my God. Hayden Christensen came back. Came. He came back prepared. Like He, he came prepared. Amazing performance. And it was like, it's a good way to put him in the show too because yeah and this is the first time live like even like ahsoka live action is still fairly recent like and then now you realize you get to see anakin and ahsoka live action on the screen together so that's always super cool and you guys hear both old and young so anyways and i gotta say young ahsoka she looks a lot older she looks like she's 20 am i wrong she looks like she's like 20 in the cartoon but then like when they had the live action kid play ahsoka uh, it looked like an actual kid. So that's that's always weird. But, like, I guess that's... Uh, it's called Jedi therapy. So after Jedi therapy, uh, Ahsoka uh, was, is able to use the Force to jump into a Purgle, which are these... Uh, 
uh, whales that can jump to light speed or whatever. And because they know Ezra went the path of the Purgle, so then like they're like, okay, this will lead us to where we need to go, and that'll help us find Sabine and everything else from there. So, uh, and also they get into the the mouth of a whale, and then and then they get going, and then uh, part six is where we get to it. We have these Dathomir witches, you know, the Night Sisters are what they're called, and then Thrawn comes back and you get introduced on, and I gotta say. Like, even someone who doesn't know, who hasn't really, didn't really, really pay attention to Rebels, like, they got it right. They got thrown right. Like, and I was worried, like, the CGI, like, the blue skin was going to look a little too weird, but overall, it wasn't that bad to look at. I think it's nice, because it's, like, humanoid alien, but, you know, it needs to look human, but it has blue skin. They did a great job, you know? I think they did better than not on She-Hulk, but I think maybe... With is it Lars Nicholson, Mickelson or whatever? Uh, maybe they used blue, like the blue band they use for like Gamora and Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. So it's interesting, but uh, yeah. So they have like cargo or something like that that we all thought was like dead people's bodies that they're gonna reanimate or something like that. I you know I don't know. They never really explained what the cargo was, but it was gonna take them three rotations, which I feel like means three days in space talk, and so, like, they, they have time to kill, and so then Balin goes on his own mission, and he wants to kill Ahsoka and Sabine, but all of that, and then he has his own mission, something's calling to him on Peridia, and stuff like that, uh, and then, you know, obviously, through the, through the art of, uh, being, making things convenient, they, uh, Sabine finds Ezra, and they did a good job. And Ezra wasn't too annoying. He was kind of annoying in Rebels, but, like, he's not that. But Ezra kind of, I don't know, defeats the purpose a lot of Luke Skywalker, you know? But I guess, you know, Ahsoka also is not very good. I guess a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are in the mindset that when Order 66 happened, only two Jedi survived. Uh, Yoda and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think you know, a purge like that, I don't know, with, like, a bunch of skilled fighters, like, I don't know, to me, you know, it's like, it does make more sense that, like, well, how many Jedis they had at that academy and shit like that, like, not all those Jedis ha- could have died, like, a lot of them had to have survived, you know, and then they, then you lose the, the Grand Inquisitors or technically, possibly former Jedi and shit like that, so, you know, stuff like that. Anyways, though, um, so yeah, I guess he, they get into little shenanigans with these like shell pe- people who live in shells. Do that? Did I write the name of the uh, the the? Uh, did I write the name of the uh, the creatures he lives with? Noti, the Noti, Noti. They look like they're like t- uh, it was like frog and toad. Like it looks like they're just straight out of those stories. Uh, also maybe a little Wes Anderson, you know, it was really cool. I think, I always think like Disney plus star Wars, even, even I'll even say pre the, the sequel trilogy, they've, they've really got it done well at like the visuals of it. Like, because obviously the late seventies, early eighties, when the first movies came out and they were, you know, restricted by the technology of the time, then the prequel trilogy too much CGI, way too much, you know, and it feels disconnect. It makes it feel very disconnected. 
because it feels like things are more like tech is more advanced in the past than it is in the future, which is not how the world works. And so, you know, Disney's been doing a good, like, even split, you know, in between, like, yeah, we're going to use CGI and we're going to, you know, we're going to use technology that makes our lives easier. But also at the same time, we're going to make it look like it can fit well with the old movies, you know, or I guess both for the most part. So, you know, always the interesting stuff there. Uh, You know, they're getting ready and, you know, I guess beef continues to happen. You know, I guess there's a reunite. Everyone's reunited, Ezra, Ahsoka, and Sabine. They're all, you know, reunited. Cool stuff, neat stuff, you know, which one, you know. Cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. And now they have a plan. They end at, like, episode seven, you know, with, like, let's get off this planet. And you're like, and you're like, huh. You know, are they going to take their ship? You know, it, it does seem weird, you know, like, with Ahsoka taking that. Like, they couldn't have, like, tracked her, like, her, like, how she moved or whatever, you know? I don't know. Something similar like that. I feel like there's there's easy ways to get off. And so, final episode happened. Morgan Elsbeth gets, like, an upgrade in her powers and gets the Mother Talzin's Blade, which is important if you watch The Clone Wars. And if not, you do not give a shit. Uh, and so they have, a, they have a plan. They're going to try and, uh, you know, at least board the ship. And that way, when they get yeeted off the planet... And, you know, they're, they're going to be able to make it back home or whatever or take down Thrawn or do what they need to do, you know, for the most part. And, you know, and they made a really good distraction. It gets to the point where Ezra is on the ship, but Sabine stayed back with Ahsoka to help her fight. And then they're, like, so fucking close to the ship, like, you know, getting close to it. And then Thrawn's like, stop, stop, stop. I'm doing something. I'm doing something. And he's like, I need to talk to him. I need to talk to him. I need to talk to him. It's like Thrawn. You're like, should we, shouldn't we just, like, yeet out of here so they don't catch us? And you're like, no, I, want, I need to talk to him first. And then he just brags, like, well, you guys lose. And then they yeet it out of there. I'm like, style, style. So the show ends. Ahsoka and Sabine are stranded on Peridia, but they also have the Dave and Tenet robot. So who's the real loser here? Um, but yeah, at least they have lightsabers. So that's cool. Like uh, Ezra didn't have a lightsaber when he was there. So, you know, shit like that. So, so yeah, um, that's it. That's, that's uh, Ahsoka. That's summing up Ahsoka. I do, I do want to say for the most part, uh, I think Star Wars has too many mediums, okay? So, like, I don't know, when Disney bought Star Wars and they decided to kind of reset the canon for the most part, where they're like, okay, the only things that are canon right now, the original six movies and the Clone Wars animated series. And you're, it's like, okay, you know, the Clone Wars, like, you know, it was underrated at the time. I think people think a lot, like it a lot more now for the most part. So like that, you know, it's like, oh, you just had to watch the Clone Wars and like, you didn't have to watch all the Clone Wars. You could like Google arcs in the Clone Wars and just watch those episodes. And none of those episodes are in order either. So it's just kind of like stories in between episodes two and three. And that's what it is for the most part. Uh, But yeah, now, but since then they've, you know, Disney has added on a lot to the Star Wars lore. So they made books, too many goddamn fucking books, comic books, you know, they've added more TV shows, animated and live action, uh, and they've also added video games, which also count towards the canon as well, for the most part, from what I believe, I believe Jedi Fallen Order, and, uh, Sur- Jedi Survivor, uh, maybe J- Starkiller, not Starkiller, Force Unleashed, maybe, I'm not entirely sure, uh, with that, I don't even know how many of the games are technically 
canon. But there's just like so many mediums now. It's like there's a trilogy novel about Thrawn. It's like I need to read, you know, and to understand. I'm like, I need to read. I've already talked about this, but like I need to read three books to understand what the fuck is going on. You know, like, come on, I need to read all these comics. And for the most part, a lot of these comics and these books are better stories to put on the big screen or like, or even for TV, you know, even animated. I'd rather have it animated, live action, or a movie. Like, that's all I really want Star Wars to be because it's just like, there's like a comic story where it's like how Kylo Ren joined the Knights of Ren. It was like he killed one of them or something like that, or he defeated one of them in battle and he got the rank. And eventually, after he had to leave Luke, he went to the Knights of Ren. So I'm like, that would have been cool in the goddamn fucking sequel movies. But no, he had to leave that for the, all the good storylines are in comics and fucking reading books. And for those of us who actually like watching film and TV, now we're stuck with, we're stuck with like, eh, stories where we need to read like five books to like understand what's going on. So that's where I think, I think just Star Wars in general is struggling with that. But Ahsoka was really a culprit in that. You know, a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of shows that you don't really need to know anything going in. Like Andor, I mean, even I know, so... So remember how they got the, remember how like they needed the plans of the Death Star. And so they got the plans of the Death Star, you know, and stuff like that. Like he was involved with that. And then you're like a prequel to that where it's like him, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have to know anything about Star Wars. So yeah, I think that's, um, that's, that's one thing. Uh, this is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Also, they should have just named this show Star Wars Hotties because... All the hot ladies in Star Wars, almost all the hot ladies in Star Wars were in this. Or, it was like, so you're telling me, all right, so we're Ivana Sanka, Sok, Sokno, it's, she's Ukrainian. She's the newcomer. She's a, she seems new. And I gotta say, you watch her on screen, you're like, I don't know, something's stirring up inside me, you know, you're one of those people. Uh, then you had uh, Sabine Wren, hottie, I can't remember the actress's name. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, playing Hera. Like, I'm watching Star Wars for the plot. And then he learned that she had intercourse with an actual human and made a baby. And so that just makes your doesn't that just make you feel better, you know, knowing you can, you know, knowing that uh, obviously Rosario Dawson stunning, you know, just she's been stunning forever. And she's also in like everything, you know, she was in like the second Men in Black movie, I think, you know, how old those movies are, you know, insane. Uh, Balin Skulls plot went nowhere um like you didn't i you wouldn't even know about the mortis gods like you have to like learn like what the hell like he's like looking at a statue and you're like okay and like you have to watch like a couple episodes of like clone wars to understand what he's looking for you know poor you know poor execution there and ray stevenson also is not with us anymore even though he like just fucking nailed the role like so that's gonna be unfortunate i think they should recast the character to be honest with you uh, but, uh, yeah, cause I'd like to see that storyline go somewhere, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, Hayden Christensen comes back, fucking nails it. Like, he just fucking nailed the role. Um, you know, everyone talked about how they didn't like Hayden Christensen, and now coming back to it, I feel like he has more direction. I think he's following Sam Witwer's performance on, I think he did the voice of Anakin on The Clone Wars, and so he kind of followed his direction. It was just a more organized direction for Anakin and like even Sith Anakin good shit um overall uh, I think Ride Tomatoes 87% um 
critic score, which I don't know who the critics are. You know, who who, who are these critics? Are they star actual Star Wars fans or, you know, because they always seem to be different. And then audience score 72. So they're not too far apart, you know. Uh, like I did say, they lost the most of the point because you had to have so much background knowledge even going into this show to even kind of understand kind of the plot threads going on to it. But like you get, once you get to episode like three, you're like, come on, come on. And you get to episode four and you're like, Oh yes, daddy. Oh yes, daddy. It's so, so deep daddy. Daddy. I need to add the Elizabeth, uh, Amelia Clark one. Um, but also, yeah, so obviously I feel like they're going to have to make a season two. Cause I think another thing I don't like about the show is I felt like half a story, like it didn't feel like a full story went by. And so like, yeah, but I'm assuming they're making a season two and Dave Filoni's also setting up a star Wars movie, which we're all hoping we're all hoping. And Dave Filoni better do this. This movie needs to be called heir to the empire, just like the old legends book heir to the empire It'd be the coolest shit. That'd be the coolest name. Star Wars Heir to the Empire, the movie. Bad ass. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely but drizzly isn't just about convenience it's about choice discover new flavors explore unique craft brews or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal with drizzly's vast selection you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it worried about the hassle of age verification drizzly has you covered their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes 
it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It's time for Oh No Our Table, the part of the podcast where I answer questions. We're also known as Ask Shweezy, but for some reason, my mouth doesn't like saying that, so we're calling it... Oh no! Our table! So, uh... Let's just jump into it. Let's just see what we got here today. My mom caught me jerking off. What should I do? My mom caught me, lol. What should I do? She is really liberal about that thing. That things. Okay. Well, buddy, fella, you don't put your age here. I'm here to tell you that, uh, I, uh there's a couple things you can prevent that from happening again. However, though, I'm going to I'm also going to tell you this beforehand. And this also goes out to any other mothers out there, the mothers of sons, okay? Ladies, mother, fellow mothers, if you if you have a son, when they get to when they get close to being a teenager, okay? They're going to start jerking off, okay? You know what? It's it's gonna happen, and you can be like, not my son. I'm like, unless your son is asexual, your son's gonna be jerking off, and the thing is, it's one of those things where you're like, when you discover it, you're like, I'm gonna do this all the time, and then eventually, you figure out other things you can do and get a little bored, so, uh, at least bored enough to not jerk off all day, every day. So, yeah, so, but like, your mom, your mom should know and it's just something, like, if you have a boy, and, like, I think women are now understanding this a little bit more, that, uh, yeah, boys, boys jerk off, and, uh, it's okay. It's okay to jerk off. I, I don't want to hear about it, though. So, like, you know, you have a son, he's in his room, the door is closed, okay? If you need their attention, knock on the door, you know, you're, if you're a mother, mother, you need to knock on the door. Don't knock on the door, walk in. You're like, hey, can I come in? Uh, and they'll say, just a second. And you're just being like, okay. And uh, they could be naked. They, uh, it could be a million things, so it doesn't have to be jerking off. So mothers should know better. I think fathers know better. And I don't think when dads do, we're jerking off. <laughs> Trying to embarrass the kid. But, uh. No, for the most part, your mom should have known better. And only make that mistake once, you know. So I would say what you can do in the future is just lock your door. And 
You know what? Your if your mom's one of those who likes to open it, you're like, sorry, I was in the middle, I was changing, or you know, you can make up any fucking excuse. But you say your mom's pretty liberal, so I'm just going to assume that's the case, and you can just move on. All right. Is it odd that my boyfriend kept slash stole my used panties? What? Uh, after leaving my boyfriend's house last week, I couldn't find my panties after getting out of bed, and I asked him specifically if he'd seen them, and he said that he didn't, so I took a shower, changed into my change of clothes, and left without that pair. How come when I went over last night, my panties were on his nightstand, and I awkwardly asked, um, are those my panties? I love saying panties wrong. And he said, yes, I'm sorry that I lied, but I want to keep them. And I questioned why, of course. And he said that he likes the smell of me and misses me when I'm not with him. Do men like to sleep, like to keep their partner's panties? I think it was odd that he didn't ask first, though, but maybe I'm overthinking. Well, one thing about, like... The used, I'm just going to say used underwear because I'm going to know I'm using panties. I'm going to be saying that. And then, and then you guys are going to be like, oh, brother, this guy stinks. So, yeah, I don't know. There is some form of like conquest in conquering when it comes to something like that. Not that women are objects. We're not trying to talk about that. But like getting laid is something to celebrate, you know? you know, consensually, getting laid consensually, you know, that is, you know, that is something to celebrate, and women probably don't think that, but men do, you know, it's like, I just had sex, and it felt so good, that's why that song like that exists, you know, having sex is something to celebrate, and, you know, mementos of your victories are always something, you know, we just like having mementos of our victories, and, your panties are kind of like that. So it, it just kind of comes into a thing where it's like, hey, ladies, you, you know, you obviously wear nice underwear, but uh, at the same time, like, a guy may need to keep that as a trophy. So that I kind of wish I was one of those guys who collected panties, you know, that'd be like super fun. I, I think it's just weird. And like, I just have it in it because I'm like, I'm like, are you using it to jerk off? And I think that's kind of weird. And then, you know, sniffing it is also kind of weird. You know, but, you know, what what gets you going, gets you going. And then I thought, like, when COVID started, I wanted to wear one as a mask. And then fucking James, is it James McAfee? McAfee, whatever his fucking name is, stole my idea. So I was kind of upset about that. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it is normal. Um, maybe just accept it. Just, you're gonna have to part ways with it, you know. You're gonna have to part ways with that pair of underwear. So... Wear nice underwear that you don't mind giving away on dates, ladies. That's the real. That's the real lesson here. It's like what victim me me just victim blaming. Um, this is the type of guy you get. Is being nice a turnoff for guys? Uh, two of my female friends told me one day that you're just too nice. I never treat my guy friends like this. If you treat a guy too nicely, you will be friend zoned. They told me that guy that guys like the chase, but am I supposed to change who I am just to make a guy like me and play the dating game? Is it true that guys like girls who are colder to them? Um... Some guy? I mean, everyone's a little different. Like, I think... I don't think they necessarily like guys like... Uh, 
I don't know, having a, a girlfriend who's nice, you know, a nice person, you know, as I, I realized a couple of years ago, I was like, what qualities do I want in a partner? I'm like, someone who's nice to me, like, that should just be number one. That should be like a number one. That shouldn't be a debatable subject. That's a life advice for everyone. That should not be a debatable thing. Like, well, they're not nice to me, you know? Like, they should be nice. If you're dating someone, they should be nice to you, okay? Unless you have a weird dynamic but you are also nice to each other, you know, at the same time, but you just, you're, you're mean to each other. But like, that should be like a number one thing. And honestly though, I'm surprised you, this is a problem for you because a lot of times like men will fall in love with a woman just because they're nice to them. It's the age old game of, is she in love with me? Or is she just a bartender doing her job? And, you know, and, uh, and, you know, most of the time it's usually the waitress is in love with you. You know, they're always in love with you. Like, I never, I've never had any of that other, other, anything else other than that happen to me. Uh, so, yeah, and especially, I know women prefer, I don't know if it's necessarily, and honestly, I'm like thinking about it a little bit more. I don't think it's necessarily that we don't like it when someone is too nice. I think, because being nice to someone, I think we all we all like that. You know, for the most part, it's a nice thing to have. I think it, it comes to a point where it's like you're a pushover. Like, you could be a pushover. Like, and that's usually not an attractive uh, trait in a person. You know, someone who's just kind of a pushover. You kind of push them around, get them to do anything you want them to do. Uh, stuff like that. You kind of want someone who's like... in not necessarily independent, but, like, has their own thing going to them and, like, has uh, what some people would call balls, you know, where P is stored. Like, you know, have some balls, have some integrity, you know, anything like that. I think you just want that. And a lot of times, like, you know, being a pushover uh, comes across as being nice. And, you know, it's just not an attractive quality in people uh, for the most part. But I think when you're, like, do is it is being mean an attractive trait – no, I think we just like people with at, like a little bit of an attitude, I think is kind of what we're talking about here, where it's just like, you can't just kind of take advantage of them, you can't fuck around with them, you know, like they are who they are, I have a friend whose wife will call you out on bullshit, uh, specifically me on my bullshit, because there's a lot of it, and I'm like, I kind of like that, I, 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 that's why I kind of like her, like, you know, you know, and stuff like that, you know? Not like that, but, you know, like, as a friend's wife. Because I'm like, I like that quality in a person, you know? Like, they're just going to call you out, you know? And, like, you need that sometimes. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, is being nice a turnoff for guys? No, definitely. Honestly, it's even probably a more of a positive. Because you're like, oh, this chick is so nice to me. I really like this. Uh, I think what, like, they're probably what'll get you in the friend zone and stuff like that. Being a pushover, having no integrity, no balls... You don't stand up for yourself and stuff like that. I think those are necessarily more of the qualities that uh, I would say that make you too nice and put you in like the friend zone like that. So it's not necessarily your how nice of a person you are. It's more just like, oh, you're nice and you're like, oh, you're so nice that you're worried like you don't you're worried about saying no to people, so you're always gonna do what they say and stuff like that. It's just kind of qualities like that and like lack of confidence, self-esteem, honestly, for the most part, you know, I think that's really the turnoff. And like I think that really goes for each, you know, or every gender, you know, all of them. All all 35. No, there's there has to be like 41, 42 genders. I'll I'll stop at 42. 
Hobby ideas for my husband who needs something to do with his hands besides his phones. My husband openly admits he's addicted to his phone. He's always fidgety and needs something to keep his hands busy, and his phone is usually the go-to option. He enjoys crossword puzzles, Candy Crush style games, and Wordle, even while we're watching a movie. While he's not really into crafts, he's willing to try new things to satisfy that need. As a kid, he used to make... Uh, sorry, I lost my spot. As a kid... Uh, he used to make paper chains for hours on end. Okay, that's a weird thing you know. That's a weird thing to know about, about your husband. Uh, he recently tried crocheting with a Woobles kit and enjoyed it, but it requires his full attention, which defeats the purpose. I hope he sticks with it and becomes more skilled. But for now, I'm looking for ideas that he can start immediately without a steep learning curve. Ideally, it should be a low-cost activity since he's quite frugal. Well, the one thing I want to tell you is... A lot of your, you're gonna be like, well, he tried crochet. I tried to get him into crocheting, but he wasn't. I'm like, bitch, do you think a guy's gonna be into crocheting? Do you think any guy out there is gonna be like, I just love making fucking quilts, dude. I mean, like, those guys exist, but like, I don't know. Like, if I was, if you're like, hey, there's this random guy, you need to buy a gift for him. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna buy him a fucking crochet. Actually, now I kind of wanna do that. So now you do that Woobles kit or something, I guess, whatever. Um, Everything that came to my mind when reading this, it was like things that are not stuff you should do. I'm like, drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I was like, that's not a suggestion. Like, my husband, he, he's really on his phone a lot, and he, he admitted he's a problem, so he needs something to do that'll get him off his phone. I'm like, has he tried drugs? Has he tried drugs? Because those are awesome. Has he tried alcohol? Because that's awesome. Not the next day, but it's awesome. Like, so... You know, just like, like, <laughs> that's my first two. What's the one after that I had? Porn. I'm like, just start jerking off all the time, dude. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I, maybe the phone isn't that bad of a thing. Um, maybe just like, maybe just like limiting it, you know? Like, when you're watching a movie together, I'm like, who gives a shit like, who he's on his phone? You know, you're probably on your phone too, typing, typing these fucking, typing these Fucking questions, uh, you know. This is the type of guy you get. So, I don't know why I'm so mean to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Question asker. I'm being kind of a... I'm being an, being kind of an asshole. And so, which one should I get? Congratulations. You played yourself. There we go. Um, I don't know if the phone... I don't know if the phone thing is that bad. I think people can get really addicted to, like, social media, which can be, like, a real problem because it's, like, comparing yourself to others and that, like, hurts your self-esteem. But then it's, like game video games like candy crush or whatever it's like that's not that bad i mean if he's just using if his addiction to his phone is just like he enjoys playing little games on his phone like he probably just wants to play video games you know for the most part so maybe a switch or you know i know you guys are frugal and video games will continue to cost money so uh that's rough buddy well you know um Maybe try out the drugs and alcohol thing. Maybe that'll, that'll give him something. To, you're just like, my fuck. He, he just wants to do something about this. Has he tried drinking and shit? Uh, I like that. All right. What's the craziest thing you did as a teenager? I was thinking about, like, this story that happened the other day. I guess it came up the other day in therapy. But, uh, so when I was, like, middle school, I was the biggest shit Oh, man. So I'm just going to, like, think about stories I went to middle school. Um, when I was in seventh grade, I had, like, all my teachers 
were like conservative for some reason. I don't know. And, they, and it's like, it's nothing wrong with like your political views or whatever. Uh, but like when it like comes up in class, like, like I had a teacher's like, I don't like it that people are on welfare, you know, and shit like that. I'm like, buddy, this is seventh grade science class. Okay. None of us know what welfare is. Okay. Let's go full throttle. Uh, and then, you know, uh, and so like you could play about that. And then the biggest little thing I did there was like my, like we had to take like fucking, it wasn't even English. It was, who taught English class that maybe it was English, but it had a lot of reading involved in. Yeah. I think it was just an English class. The teacher was also very conservative. And for some reason we were talking about flag burning. I don't know how, you know, it's not even, we're not even fucking reading stories together in class. You know, we're just like, okay, uh, let's talk about flag burning for some dumb fucking reason. Uh, and so then I said, yes, I, I very much approve of flag burning. I guess they were trying to have a conversation or whatever. I mean, it was a little shit, and I'll just talk about how, like, how important it is, like, your First Amendment right and shit like that, you know? And then I think about it now, I'm like, would I ever burn a flag, like, do flag burnings now? No, like, I do kind of like living in the United States, so it's not, like, necessarily something, like, you know, we have our problems, but, you know, uh, we're getting closer to be able to smoke weed anywhere, so, like, we're getting close. We're, we're getting, I think, we're, no, we're either getting better, we're getting better and worse all at the same time. And so, like, the idea of, like, burning a flag would be, like, okay, I have to go somewhere. This is, like, before, like, the internet, and I didn't even have a driver's license, I was in the seventh grade. I have to, like, walk somewhere, buy an American flag, walk back home, get a fire going, and if you don't know, I feel like when you're in the seventh grade, you don't just have materials to build a bonfire or any sort of fire. Like you maybe a, you can find a lighter or something to light like a candle or something like that and burn a flag. I'm like, well, I would not do that. I don't. I don't care. It's not a lot of things I care about that much. I would, no product out there I dislike so much that I would go out, buy it, and then destroy it. You know. Uh, uh, it's just uh, it's just not me, you know. It's uh, it's not me. This is the type of guy you get. Not the type of guy you're getting. Uh, but my one of my favorite stories. I'm just looking back at. There's a couple of them, but uh, actually I have two more. I'm gonna say two more. This one, the first one's short. We had a teacher in the eighth grade who was a pervert. He was, but he would like drop pencils and make girls pick them up and something like that. I've been thinking about, like, trying to go back and see anything. And so there was, like, the near the end of the school year in an English class. And, like, for some reason these classrooms were connected together, not, like, through the hallway, but, like, they were just together. And those teachers would just goof off all the time and do nothing. They just hate out worksheets and do nothing. Shit teachers, okay? So these aren't good teachers anyway. So, like, one's, like, creepy to girls, and the other one was just kind of an asshole who didn't do shit. So, uh, anyways, though, we were supposed to write a letter to our to a teacher who meant a lot to us or like whatever and so i decided as a little shit i would write one to said teacher who is creepy around little girls and so i wrote i'm like i i'll always remember your class with how you would ask young girls to bend over and pick up pencils for you how you were looking at porn on your all true stories by the way looking at porn on your computer uh, playing video games while you're supposed to be working. That's why you're my favorite 
shit like that. Dude, this dude was this dude was an asshole. So don't feel bad for him, okay? And then I got sent to the off. <laughs> I guess got in trouble. And like I'm looking back at it now. I'm like, okay, a student wrote a paper about how a teacher is displaying pedophile behaviors, and you don't investigate that. You go directly to like, all right, we need to punish this kid. You know, and like. I don't know. I'm like, it was worth, I got detention or whatever. But the grand finale was, involves this same teacher. And I need to see if they're even still like around, you know? Uh, he like, I don't know. There was another teacher too. That was a woman. And so like, it was Valentine's day. So I, I like, I was like sending, I sent this other teacher, like a bouquet of, <laughs> of flowers from this other teacher. Not, not, not necessarily the coolest, but this dude was an asshole and deserved it. Like I said, uh, drop pencils and ask little girls to pick them up for him. Okay. I was a witness in this class. So, uh, like I said, uh, I, I got detention for, I got a couple nights of detention from that one, from that little move. And it was funny. Cause I was like, it was also at lunchtime. They were sitting next to each other, eating two teachers sitting. And then they're just like ganging up on a fucking kid who outsmarted them and made them like, made them, just like got them, they played themselves. Congratulations, you played yourself. So just, uh, God, just the funniest fucking shit, dude. I'm just like looking back now as an adult too. And like, also I remember telling a friend the letter story and it was like, she was like, wait, you wrote the principal of the school, like the administration of the school saw that you wrote a joke letter about a teacher doing like you're doing pedophilic behaviors and they did nothing about them. Like, yeah, that's kind of why like the world is the way it is today. You know, that's why the world sucks because you know, it's one thing, like, I feel like we just want everyone to have accountability at the end of the day. And this teacher didn't get any account. He might've gotten fired. I don't know. He should have been fired, dude. Uh, just a fucking creepy dude. He was also an asshole. So like it does, you know, I have to mention that because I don't like, I don't want like kids being like dicks to teachers who don't deserve it, you know, but like this teacher had beef with me, dude. I was 14. <laughs> so, uh, uh, to be young again. All right. Uh, am I the reason that I keep getting cheated on? I'm a 22 year old male who has experienced cheating in most of my relationships, except for one. I consider myself a seven out of 10 in terms of look with a height of 5'10 and weighing 225 pounds. Oh, you're Donald Trump's weight. Uh, I shave my head due to thinning hair and receding hairline since high school. I have blue eyes, a short red beard, a, and take good care of myself. Personality wise, I'm above average with a dark and witty sense of humor. I'm a Gryffindor and Capricorn. Thank you for telling me you're a Capricorn. And I enjoy anime, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and playing video games. I serve in the National Guard once a month. Money isn't an issue as I have a good job and I'm also well endowed. Really? Really? Come on. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Really? I don't believe it. When someone says they're well-endowed, I don't believe it. When someone says their dick is small, it's usually bigger than you think it is. Um, 
Well, no. However, I can't understand why I keep getting cheated on. It feels like I'm the problem, even though I believe I'm a good partner and have been told I make a great dad. Any thoughts? I prioritize the preference of my date when I'm planning a first outing and treat the woman in my life well. I remember important dates and give thoughtful gifts, including writing poems. I spend quality time with my partner, engaging in activities they enjoy, like watching TV, movies, playing board games, or participating in their hobbies. I have a high sex drive and frequently initiate sexual activity. I even, okay, I'm not reading the rest of this. Um, the only downside is that my work, demanding work schedule leaves me a little time to send. Okay. Uh, why do you get cheated on? There's probably too many reasons. First of all, um, being a guy and mentioning, it's like, I am a Gryffindor and a Capricorn. I'm like, I don't know. I'm making some guesses about your personality right now that you are kind of a pushover. Um, so it looks like definitely women are taking advantage of you, dude. Um, of course, I don't know, but like the fact that you you're like I'm a Capricorn, you know, I just I just be like this, um, already tells me you're not that smart of a person. Like, you know, when people like there's some people who's like oh oh that's what my horoscope says that's neat you know that's interesting. There's some people who are way into it. It's like it's Aries season or Aries season or whatever. It's Capricorn season. I'm like, okay, like like you believe made up things are the reason for your dumbass personality, dude. So I already know, like, personality-wise, I'm, personality I'm above average, and then you say you're a Capricorn. I'm like, I don't think your personality is above average. If anything, it's below average, okay? You might even hit average. You know, average is the middle, right? And, you know, 50% isn't passing a test, you know? Life is, life, life be like that, you know? Um, what you got to um, anyways, though, so yeah, sounds like you're kind of a little bitch. Um, have you tried beating the shit out of these women for, for when, for when they cheat on you? No, don't do that. That's horrible. That's horrible. Do not do that. I don't know, though. Don't women like a little bit of fear? Like, they like being a little bit afraid of their partner. Like, isn't that, that's normal, right? Um, yeah, it sounds like... You are, I'm sorry, I'm been mean to everyone today. I don't know what's going on, gotten into me. Sounds like you're kind of a little bitch. Um, and yeah, it's honestly though, realistically, it's, there's probably, the you're attracting a type of woman who will cheat on you. Um, the best thing I would say next time you get into a relationship, I think it's, an, it's a good question to ask, have you ever cheated on anyone? Because a lot of times, um, I think a lot of times asking that question is like, yeah, I have cheated in the past, but you know, some people will show their actions like, I'm never going to do that again. And some people just show them like, I have cheated in the past, uh, but it was not a good idea, you know, or something like that. Sometimes people say that and they're like, you yeah, know, I'm going to cheat again too. I'm just, this is the, you know, um, this is the type of guy you get. So, uh, well, and I'm guessing you're not well endowed too. If you, if you were well, <laughs> well endowed, I'm just saying, I'm saying, if you're well endowed, Okay, you're not you're not gonna get cheated on in every relationship. Okay, that's not how it is. That's just how that's how life is. Okay, so um, what am I gonna say here? And this was the pretty bold of you, little fucks, to assume that I'm not God. All right, well, I think we're finally made to our last question. Uh, help me figure out how to get over my ex. After getting married, there were several instances of tension and miscommunication between my 
ex-wife and me. She became distant and depressed during our honeymoon, and when I tried to include her in activities, she reacted aggressively. We had arguments and hurtful exchanges, leading me to suggest an annulment. She then left for a month, leaving me to take care of the pets. When she returned, she spent excessive time at the gym, started flirting with other men. The final straw came when she slept with someone else during our break. Attempts at reconciliation failed, and the relationship ultimately ended. I have since tried dating and self-improvement, but I'm still struggling with the aftermath. Any insight or advice would be appreciated. All right, so you're just trying to get over your ex, which, you know, happens to. And, like, there's no, like, surefire way to do it. I think a lot of times it does come down to science. I think something I learned is, like, memories are, like, it's something, like, when you think about a memory... It's almost like you paste or, like, put, like, a piece of tape on top of it, and it's, like, almost a new memory, you know, from something you remember that happened. So, like, the more you think about a memory, you know, the more your brain's able to process it, and then eventually one day you're like, huh, I don't, I don't care for that bitch anymore. I do think of probably a wife. Dude, this sounds like you got, um, you definitely got bamboozled there. Congratulations, you played yourself. Sounds like, sounds like you married. She sounds like she wasn't a bitch till she said I do. So, uh, like that. So, yeah, I think it's just, a lot of times it's just time. Uh, and a lot of things, you know, I feel like uh, it's not your fault, you know. So the nice thing is, with it not being your fault, is that you can say it's something wrong with her. Because, like, if you if you get married, you go on your honeymoon, she becomes distant, depressed, and angry. Like, that's her, you know? She doesn't know how to control her emotions. Now, you could be lying to me and missing a whole thing, but, yeah, it's just going to take time and uh, pretend like she's the problem because it could be that she is, and it could be that you're lying to me. And, uh, yeah, so... Let's go full throttle. And with all that being said, and that's how we're ending today's episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast thank you so much for checking it out dry spell my song out now wherever you stream music at my social media under the shweezy uh check out our cash app patreon cash app we do have patreon still cash app uh, and paypal to help us out uh subscribe to the show on youtube and share those highlights and reels and everything else with your friends and if you're on an audio platform give us a review and uh give us a five four or three, two, or one star ratings. So, and always, so yeah, so always remember. Man proposes and God disposes. Honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. I've been going through a dry spell, not spending my time well, I overthink. I wanna go back to better nights, kissing girls who look nice under the sheets. I got no motivation, I've been self-medicating, I don't know how to get better. Yes, it's now.
Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.